0: No, there's another squad attacking.
1: Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today?
0: It's going really well. Uh, It's definitely a a really fun time. I'm getting really hyped for season eight, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be talking a lot about the future. So I'm excited for this chat. Uh, Hopefully everybody's tuning in and also excited.
1: This is going to be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. We've been kind of hoping for some more information, honestly, to talk about this for a while now. We're slowly starting to get it coming out. Um, And in that vein, I just want to say that we are recording this episode a bit earlier in the week. We normally record on Tuesdays, release on Wednesdays. We're recording this episode right now on Sunday, uh, which is one day before the stories of the Outlands. And so that might obviously have been something we talked about normally on the show, um, but it's not going to be on this episode. But if you want to hear our thoughts on the story of the Outland stuff, join the discord, ask about it. And then we'll also be sharing our thoughts on it on the next episode that week. So we'll get you all the information your heart's desire. Hopefully we get some really fun stuff still to talk about in the future. And today, before we dive, dive into the episode, though, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at third party pod. Today we're going to be talking about news, talking about Season 8 legend, and answering some five-star review questions, of course. Before we do any of that, though, dive into some reviews.
0: First reviews coming from John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Perfect. Henry and Shay are truly talented individuals and know what they are talking about. I am a Season 0 player and thought I was pretty good at the game. After I listened to your guys for a couple of weeks, I was able to finally grind out the gold this season become a master with the G7, and snipers went from a Bloodhound main to a Horizon main, and I'm now able to communicate cool facts and stats to friends that you guys share and break down on your pod. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep listening.
1: Appreciate it. This is one of my favorite kind of thoughts on the show, is we would love for you guys to share the show with your friends, but at the same time, I don't blame you for a second, John for wanting to listen and be the pro that shares all the pro information with your friends. and So I don't blame you at all. But if you want to triple our listenership by any chance, you know, feel free.
0: Yeah, that is definitely a tough uh, thing for us to hear, but I like it, you know, as long as we're empowering people, giving them the information, Mm -hmm. do whatever you want with it.
1: Yeah, at least tell them to sub to the podcast. Sure. (laughs) Next review coming from Do, Do, Do. Love the podcast. It's a nice, chill podcast. Keep up the good work. Short and
0: sweet. I love it. Love the support. Thank you all so much for all the reviews. Like Shay said, we're recording a little bit earlier, so if you do slide in your review Mm -hmm. and you think it might be on, don't worry. It'll be on next week.
1: Definitely. Uh, Let's dive into some news. First piece of news, update went live, fixed the crashing issues on PC. Those crashing issues postponed the ALGS. Hopefully we got everything fixed by now and everything's going to be back up and running shortly. We'll give you guys some updates if we hear anything uh, about the ALGS and and when it's coming back and stuff. You know, follow us on Instagram or Twitter to kind of get that kind of information. Next piece of news, though, we have the Twitch Prime Wraith skin, Queen of Hearts. Henry, give me your honest 100%. You are an artist. What are your thoughts on this skin?
0: I think that is pretty funny. (laughs) Pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting one for sure. Um, You know, we had seen this one come in for a long, long time. Like Mm -hmm. we had leaks of this, This I think
1: months, two seasons ago, potentially.
0: We we knew this was coming, weren't sure when, um, but we kind of had anticipated it. We had seen it early and didn't really. I didn't put together that the community was going to react this way to it. Like people think that it is horrifying. Yeah, not that pretty looking.
1: Well, I was surprised by. I'd have to look back and see what the leak looked like again to kind of see the comparison, but the face. Was a lot different than I was expecting. I mean, Henry and I are we we love poker. I think the skin itself is pretty dang cool, but there is something about the face that's a it's a little it's a little creepy in a way. But nothing yeah. wrong with creepy in this game.
0: That classic, like Queen of Hearts eyeshadow look, that looks pretty scary. Yeah. But you know, maybe that's Part of it, you know, it's mm-hmm. an intimidation factor. You got that skin, you really get in people's heads.
1: I'm already intimidated if I see a Wraith crouch spamming coming at me. So, the last thing I need is a skin on top of that, honestly. Exactly. So, next piece of news the devs have spoken a lot over the last week or so about potential balancing changes for next season on Reddit for a couple of Legends. A lot of this was aggregated together by Apex Legends News on Twitter. We're kind of going to go through some of these thoughts, pull some of the Reddit quotes, and really just Break this down and talk about it. We'll see. This could be a longer part. We'll see how this goes because I'm really excited to talk about some of this stuff. Uh, we're gonna start with Horizon though, and Horizon has seriously made a statement this season. Coming from senior game designer Daniel Klein, Horizon released into top three has been climbing since and is now the strongest legend in the game. And her win rate is still going up. Fun fact: After we nerfed her tactical, her win rate went up even more. That in of itself blew Henry and I away.
0: Yeah, this is absolutely Mm -hmm. mind-boggling. We definitely knew and could see and feel that Horizon was definitely tuned uh, to be very powerful. Not only does she have the mobility kit, but all of her cooldowns uh, were set to really have a lot of power um, and to be really approachable uh, for people to use and Mm -hmm. have success with. And We were fans. Yeah, we saw that. Mm -hmm. We acknowledged that. Didn't think that She would take the crown from Wraith.
1: Not at all. At all. But we were really hoping for and continuing to hope for with this next legend and future legends come into the game strong. Like give people a reason to play this new meta and enjoy the next legend so it's not just like two weeks and then we never see him again. And so excited about that. Uh continuing though kind of the conversation around the development of Horizon, there was a response to question about Horizon's new power rate from associate live balance designer John J. Beebs Larson. And he says on Reddit, it's safe to say she'll be getting nerfed, but how we do that is important. I'm adamant about not gutting her kit. The synergy between her passive and tactical is awesome. Looking at her tactical alone, there are all sorts of dials we can turn, including vertical lift speed, horizontal speed acceleration, ejection speed time, cooldown weapon accuracy, and the list goes on. You name it, we got it. But some changes are easier to tweak, test, and iterate on than others. It's a work in progress, but staying true to her design intent and how it feels to play her is something at the forefront of our balancing conversations. I also feel it's important to point out that Wraith and now Horizon are neck and neck in regards to encounter win rate. Both are head and shoulders above everyone else. I'm happy that Wraith finally has some company and there was a deliberate goal to have Horizon really strong given the track record of legends getting introduced to the game as underpowered. For the long-term health of the game, it's important to bring the outliers in as long as we aren't gutting them. That's not fair or fun for people who create strong bonds to certain legends or playstyles. First gut reactions hearing that quote again.
0: Really good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um John here is actually an alum of University of Portland. Henry's mater. So Future I definitely Alamada. like that I have a fellow pilot on the inside. Um also a Wraith main. He's also a Wraith main. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of this sentiment is really, really good. It shows that, you know, they're not gonna do anything drastic. Mm-hmm. I think is the
1: kind of in between the lines reading. Okay, there's that you gonna can to do be here. some small tuning here or there.
0: Yeah, and I like that a lot. Um I also like um and we'll talk into it more later about kind of how they're gonna approach Wraith as well. Mm-hmm. But I think this is really important. I'm honestly I'm still in shock
1: yeah. about Horizon
0: being mm-hmm. this good. I really am having a hard time wrapping my head around it just because nobody talks about her. Mm -hmm. You don't really see her Mm -hmm. on streams. You don't see her in competitive, Mm -hmm. but she's absolutely dominant beyond belief. Yeah. And that's incredible.
1: I have two thoughts on Horizon. One kind of around the data behind her. And I'm just going to say something. I have no idea if it's impactful or not. And I kind of wanted to get it out there and we talked about Mm -hmm. it. Is there an impact on her pick rate and win rate based on the fact that she is an unlockable legend and the newest one and not available to a lot of the people from the beginning like Raythar? So does that in turn mean that only better players are playing Horizon? And if so, wouldn't that in turn bring up her win rate or does it balance out with the theoretical skill-based matchmaking potentially? And I'm kind of curious about how that goes into this conversation between Wraith and Horizon.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point to raise because whenever you release a new uh legend, you're gonna have that kind of same thing. And Mm -hmm. so then you look at it, okay, well only if only very experienced players are playing Rampart, then that really affects her stats as well. Yeah. But for Horizon specifically, she is very unique because Mm -hmm. she has this mobility and such an amazing kit that it makes sense that people would actually work hard to play her, Mm -hmm. especially those that are very experienced. So I think that's definitely a level that you have to look at. And the response to that has to be you have to segment skill levels mm-hmm. when you're looking at data. Like mm-hmm. you can't just say, oh, this is the win rate, an average for Wraith. You have to say this is the encounter win rate uh from mm-hmm. levels zero to fifty and then fifty to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Like you have
1: to do that. Yeah. And the other thought I have that I kind of wanted to talk about uh, around Wraith and Horizon, and we'll talk more about Wraith here in a little bit, but I think the game is in in such an interesting space from a public opinion perspective that we had a slight negative knee-jerk reaction to hearing this because we were like, wait, Wraith and Horizon are equal, so now we're going to nerf Horizon because Wraith needs to be number one. And so I truly hope that if they roll something out with Horizon, it's coupled with something with Wraith that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I think you could see some backlash from people if next season releases and there's no change to Wraith and there is a nerf to Horizon, I think there's going to be some negativity around that.
0: Yeah, and just so that I make it clear on the record, (laughs) uh, although we're both incredibly shocked that Horizon has achieved this Mm -hmm. in just a season, I fully support it. Huge fans.
1: And Huge fans.
0: Honestly, like you might listening in, you might feel like, oh, well, that's kind of crazy. You really want to disrupt the meta that much every season? Kind of. I kind of do. I'm okay with releasing a really strong legend. I could never have imagined that it would go to number one, mm-hmm. but I would very much like to every season have a legend that really is fun, that people enjoy playing, that all skill levels, you know, can actually enjoy and have fun with Mm -hmm. at least the first half and then if it settles somewhere in the middle of the pack i'm okay with that if it settles at the top i'm okay with that if it settles at the bottom i'm not super okay with that Mm -hmm. but somebody does have to be at the bottom and i kind of explain that in play style the bottom is just people that their kits aren't as fun
1: and i think that's an important thing to know like there is always going to be someone at the bottom like that is something that needs to be noted when you're talking about balancing an apex in general I think it's important that the reason we want legends to release very strong is not to completely shake up the meta, but if you launch legends with the goal of them being strong, then you're more likely to not have them launch and bottom out, you know? Which we did two or three times in a row, pretty much. Yeah. And so yeah, if two or three times in a row you overkill it and the legend each season it's released goes to number one in win rate and counter rate and pick rate, then Find the happy medium. Like you've done both extremes, settle in somewhere else. But we think releasing with the intent of higher will more often than not end up with the legend being more so in the middle, which is kind of our philosophy and opinion on balancing. I think.
0: Yeah, and it's also just our thought that that's good marketing of the game. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even if you don't think, oh, Horizon's going to have a in-game practical cooldown of ten seconds. If you don't think that's going to last, that's okay. Like release a legend that's kind of overclocked a little bit and i think everybody's going to be okay that you scale it back down mm-hmm. it was kind of unbelievable that that happened mm-hmm. like i don't think anybody was super upset about the nerf and obviously based on the data her win rate actually went up mm-hmm. so i'm totally cool with that and i'd love to see that in the coming seasons
1: definitely let's talk about watson though now watson is just such a polarizing legend in this scene she is so unique so different lovable great character um Talking about Watson, Daniel Klein, a senior lead game designer, uh, was talking on Reddit about Watson. And this is what he said. Watson is in such an interesting place. Uh, Right now, the win rate top five breaks down as Horizon, Wraith, Gibby, Lifeline, Watson. If we put meaningful power into Watson, it's quite likely we'd make a not so fun to play character a must pick for people trying to win. That's not great. This was in response to a Watson rework idea that included the ability to toggle the fences off and on, including some other things. Daniel then goes on to explain the approach for potential changes to Watson. Power does make a character more fun, and that winning is fun, but we need to really find non-power impacting ways to make Watson more fun. I think the toggle on fences has the potential, uh, you see what I did there, potential, to do that because you may also screw yourself by turning them off at the wrong time. If all we can find to make her more fun are power impacting changes, then that power has to come out of her kit somewhere else. What are your kind of thoughts maybe on hearing that?
0: It's very, and this discussion really fascinates me because essentially what you'll hear from people online is Watson's not fun. She needs a buff mm-hmm. in order to be viable and something that you can pick up in casual public lobbies. and. Not only win with, but also have more fun with. It's not super fun to go in a building, fence it up, and put down your Mm -hmm. pylon.
1: But it's effective.
0: That's the thing, Shay. And we're okay with that. Like
1: You particularly talk about that a lot. Like It is okay to have a legend that is a different play style if they are effective with that play style. Our issue with Rampart is that she's a similar play style, not as effective. But with Watson, she's very good at doing that and ranked, and all levels of play if you want to do that, and so the power is fine I think, some people would say, I think Watson needs a side grade to be more fun and in response to that I'll say, well if the game wants to go in the direction where everyone is made for casuals lobbies and that's how it goes, like, and we don't want characters that are built specifically for competitive and ranked play, then yeah a side grade would be the place to go, but from a power level standpoint, Watson is where she should be.
0: Yeah, I I think it's really tough uh, to break down, just because I don't think people look at the big picture a mm-hmm. lot with Watson. Because even in that sentiment of Watson's built for ranked and competitive, not public lobbies. That might be true if you don't want to win in public lobbies, but if you mm-hmm. want to win. Watson's great.
1: Play style. Her Mm -hmm. win
0: rate's in the top five. Mm -hmm. So, Watson's an amazingly fun legend. Like Daniel said, if you like to win, if winning is fun, Mm -hmm. then Watson is fun. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how I read that. And I just think this is very interesting because essentially, it seems like the community is asking for Watson to have a more offensive passive, something Mm -hmm. that maybe increases mobility or something with a weapon, something to give her more power in combat when she's a defensive legend i see where there is the desire for that Mm -hmm. in reference to the gun shield and reference to kind of amped cover and Mm -hmm. other defensive legends but we don't want to homogenize the play style so that everybody feels the same Mm -hmm. and i think that based on the numbers watson's in a really amazing place and so as much as i think that you shouldn't give her something And Daniel says if they did give him something, they'd have to take something away. Mm -hmm. I hear that. But also when you look at those top five uh, win rates, Horizon, Wraith, Gibby, Lifeline, and Watson, Gibby and Watson aren't in the top five pick rates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where is your effort going to be?
1: That's what I was going to ask. Where are you going to put your
0: effort? You should probably be putting your effort into Horizon, Wraith, and Lifeline on the nerf side and on the buff side to Watson and Gibby. I hear the hesitation on giving Watson a buff. I respect it. I just would like to kind of be honest in this vein and say, maybe we don't need to tweak mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I don't know. I so think it seems kind of crazy. No, but I think you're on the I right course like she
1: is. The question is, as a development team in a community, do we want changes to be impacted by pick rate more or win rate more? Because I think that's kind of the question. If we want to make sure pick rate is completely balanced. Then yes, you change her kit in a way, make her more mm-hmm. fun to play outside of winning, mm-hmm. and then in turn, hopefully her winning stays the same, maybe fluctuates a little bit, and then her pick rate increases. And and in vice versa, you say, Well, all we really care about is balancing win rate. We don't care how much a legend's used, but if they're all fair in fights together and in gameplay, then she's totally cool where she is. And so I think it's interesting to say, how do you Is it 50-50? Because it's obviously not because there's people talking about it and changes that need to be made. So they are leaning towards, it seems like, that pick rate side, which is very interesting to hear.
0: It definitely is. I think, it all for me, it always comes back to the play style. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should change up the Legends play styles so that they're either less powerful or more powerful. Mm -hmm. I think that you should respect different play styles and say... Okay, Gibraltar has a way different playstyle than Horizon. They cannot be equivalent, but they should be able to be comparable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's a hard job. It's a hard job. Like a we, hard always job. Say, yep. we always say mm-hmm.
1: that. Let's talk about Wraith now, a legend that may be seeing a nerf this season based on our actual interview with Daniel. Uh, this is a quote from the interview, just kind of a reminder. I don't want to hit her kit anymore. We've pushed that to the breaking point where it's barely still fun, but the extremely wind up on her tactical, as much as it was necessary, it puts the ability more into the camp of cerebral power rather than satisfying in the moment power. With Wraith, our approach is going to be very similar to Pathfinder. We're going to take a look at her hitboxes and see how much wiggle room we have there. With Pathfinder, it turned out that we had so much. That was a 20% increase in hitbox size. What do you think about Horizon? Impacting Wraith's changes potentially? And do you think Wraith needs to change pretty much? I think that's a fair question.
0: Yeah. So, in the aftermath of our interview, which you just quoted, um, the whole kind of circling around the camp and saying, we did it with Pathfinder's hitbox, we fixed it, mm-hmm. and it brought down his pick rate into a place that we're happy with. I don't necessarily think you can point to that. And with certainty, say you did it with Hitbox. I think you did it with Horizon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if hitbox, hitbox is going to mm-hmm. affect Wraith more than Horizon has already. Mm-hmm. So I definitely am, and I'm not upset. I'm happy that mm-hmm. Wraith is strong. I'm pretty much cool with it because I think it comes down to playstyle. And if you give people invincibility, they're going to like that. It's fun, so I'm cool with it. I'm skeptical in that maybe next season, if there are small hitboxes changes to Wraith, if it'll be effective um, hard to say if Pathfinder's in a good place right now, mm-hmm. to it's, be honest with you.
1: It's really interesting to talk about Horizon, Pathfinder, and Wraith in general, and just those three together being similar and you know who uses them honestly, like a lot of people play those three le- those are the three legends I pretty much play the most right now. Like that's my play style. I love those three. And it's interesting because yeah, I played less Wraith and Path because of Horizon this season and still do. So that's a very interesting impact for sure. And I'm excited to see what impact does this Wraith hitbox change have? And what does our next legend do? And does it impact that as well? I also will just say in general, reiterate the thought, I hope if they nerf, horizon in any way shape or form it also comes with an explanation of the data was drastically higher than race and so we need to bring her to race level or they're equal and we need to bring them both down a little bit because i just i feel like from a public perception it's going to go really bad if only horizon takes a little bit of a nerf with the next season next we have rampart last legend we're going to talk about today In response to complaints about the comparison between Gibraltar and Rampart as kind of defensive legends, Daniel Klein responded with this statement via Reddit. Instead, I want to say that I agree with this complaint and have added 45 health to Rampart walls while they're building. Should be an 8.0, the next patch, but no guarantees. I believe there's still too much delay in her ability for her to use it purely reactive but I also think that the reactive versus setup isn't a black and white question, but rather a spectrum, and she could do with a little power closer to the reactive side of that spectrum. Walls wall building will follow the allied player's paradigm. They will stop bullets except for sniper bullets, which all will pass through like they do with players. Once the wall is fully built, it'll behave exactly like it does now. This is so that in case I am wrong and Rampart players do find they can reactively plop down a wall when someone with a Kraber is looking at them. The wall isn't a trump card. To be absolutely clear, if you're behind building a wall and an enemy shoots you with a Kraber, the bullet will destroy the wall and then do full damage to you. Every other weapon, you should be able to put out 45 damage fast enough to destroy the wall and then take the fight to rampart. Why 45, by the way? So one wingman shot can take it down. Would suck to have it be 50 health, where it would require a second wingman shot just to do the remaining five health. So this sounds like a change. That is, this is the change that's coming. If it gets rolled out in this patch, 45 extra health on the build. What are kind of your thoughts here in this stuff?
0: I think this is huge. I'm really, really excited about this, Um, especially in the context of Gibraltar, Mm -hmm. because Gibraltar has the gun shield, Mm -hmm. 50 hit points, nine second cooldown when it's destroyed. If Rampart is able to have this amped cover, have 45 health, Mm -hmm. which is very similar to the 50 of Mm -hmm. the gun shield, Mm -hmm. except it takes... Three seconds to build,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then it's gonna massively go up in hit points. Obviously, so then it's kind of you can't compare it to the gun shield at all. But the fact that she would have three in her in her inventory and it now lasts for three seconds—that mm-hmm. really makes them different, but equal in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I think from like a combat reactive standpoint, I think it's gonna work really, really well. And in terms of gun shield versus, which is a passive Mm -hmm. versus ramparts tactical, I think that tactical is going to be way, way stronger. Mm -hmm. And so I, I see this as being
1: like really, really good. I really hope this does something. I'm interested in kind of that whole, like the comparison between the tactical versus the passive, because a lot of people want the amped cover to be compared to the dome shield Mm -hmm. and that kind of be the comparison. But instead we're looking at it more from a tactical to a passive. And so I do, I I wonder how it'll play kind of like how Daniel's saying, like, we're going to see how this comes out on the spectrum of being able to be a little bit more reactive to what's happening around. And hopefully players can use it effectively and in certain situations. Yeah. And I think it could be good. Potentially. I'm thinking about like, I don't think it's going to stop you from building cover too much. Honestly, like I think if someone is already looking at you and they only need to put one bullet into shooting down your cover as it's building, I think probably most of the time you're still going to be able to destroy it if need be. Because even the wingman can one-shot it as well with 45. And so I'm wondering if it's the in movement, can I throw it down now and use it as like a slight little shield potentially
0: in a way? That's exactly why I compared to the gun shield. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't think you can compare the amped cover to... Uh, The Gibraltar dome shield, Mm -hmm. I just don't because it's an instant deploy and it has a 12 second duration with unlimited health. So, Mm -hmm. and like it has the resing ability. So I don't think you can compare those, but I see the, one of the primary uses of the gun shield being, okay, somebody's going to come around a corner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pre-aim. So Mm -hmm. I have my gun shield up and then I'm going to be able to tank 50 health Mm -hmm. while doing damage to them. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that with this change, you'll be able to do an incredibly similar thing with the amped cover. Mm -hmm. Somebody's coming around the corner. I'm going to pop down this amped cover. While I'm shooting at them, I'm going to have a a partial shield, Mm -hmm. similar to how the gun shield is a partial shield, that can tank 45 damage for me. I, I see those as really, really comparable. And I honestly think this is exactly what Rampart needs, I think it just will come to kind of public opinion on if they want to give her a shot and if they like mm-hmm. that playstyle. Still, we see that Gibraltar doesn't have the highest pick rate. Mm-hmm. People might
1: not even like that playstyle, even if it's stronger. Do you think that Rampart should be compared to Gibby as the closest kind of like competitor in that kind of way, shape, or form? Because that's what the public seems to compare her to, and that's what the devs seem to compare her to. Because if that's the case, w- is this going to be enough to bring her power rate, her win rate to the same level of Gibby's? Because if we're comparing tactical to passive, then we're still probably potentially a step or two away from, okay, we want these two to be even closer in power win rate.
0: Yeah, I I have never liked to compare mm-hmm. uh, these two, the Gibraltar and Rampart. I think that Gibraltar is incredibly difficult to compare to the defensive class in general. I agree. Um, Gibraltar, even given his ultimate, um is in the open. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he excels in the open when Caustic, Watson really excel in buildings. And I would say that Rampart is at her strongest in buildings. Mm-hmm. I love that her amped cover can block those double doors mm-hmm. and it's pretty much stronger than a Watson fence and doing that because mm-hmm. you can shoot out of it mm-hmm. and it blocks the throwables and it's really, really strong. So I would much rather see Rampart being compared. To either caustic, but more so Watson, and that kind of very defensive. You're set up in a building. Mm-hmm. How do you perform with the turret and the amped cover?
1: I think DeBralter's it's fair. tough to categorize. I think, I think it's think. fair. And if you tr- if you're trying to put Rampart in the middle to be the gap that bridges, it'll be interesting because I think they're going to really have to do stuff like this slowly but surely to bring her power rate up. Because I think one kind of false move in either direction could shift her very drastically at one time. And so it'll be interesting to kind of see and follow the balancing story of Rampart.
0: Yeah, I, I, again, will just say, I think this is going to bring her more in that middle space Mm -hmm. where she will have that kind of gun shield uh, type ability um, that Gibraltar has, but still have the major power of the Amped Cover. And the turret, I think, is in a pretty good spot right now as well.
1: Yeah, I agree for sure. Uh, Next piece of news, we have new lore coming out. We have Horizon's voice messages on Olympus from her son who believed Horizon was still alive despite Dr. Reed telling him otherwise. Dr. Reed is who we suspect potentially be Ash. We're excited to continue to follow this story uh, in the coming days as more stuff comes out. We also have, excitingly, Mirage's phone on Mirage Voyage, which is back on Kings Canyon right now. Uh, we have the voicemail from Mirage's mom. Uh, she's checking in on her son and it sounds like she's showing kind of some symptoms of Alzheimer's. Uh, and we also get a bit more of Mirage's family tree with his mom mentioning his uncles, uh, Draws and Davis. Uh, those are individuals that actually are familiar to Titanfall 2 fans because they are both members of the 6-4 mercenary group and they help Jack Cooper defeat Titanfall 2's antagonist, the IMC. They're really funny because looking back at this, Davis and Draws, they take the selfies in the drop ship. They are cracking jokes during the campaign and stuff like they're very funny like how Mirage Mom says she they are and you can see like oh yeah it does kind of make sense that these are related and we just love the bridge between Titanfall and Apex and lore in general
0: it's a really cool kind of tie back and i guess for those that don't know we just released another good games podcast mm-hmm. on Titanfall 2 and really news like this gets me excited about Titanfall mm-hmm. and a potential Titanfall three. Like, I just think that these stories are growing so much together that it's not just about the callbacks. I think that both inform each other. So I'm
1: getting excited for a sequel. I agree for sure. Next piece of news. Kings Canyon has returned into rotation, uh, for, we don't know the exact date, do we off the top of our head Two one week, one more week. It'll be gone on the 21st. Gone on the 21st. Awesome. So That's returned. Mirage Voyage is flying above the Skulltown ruins in a way. Three maps in rotation for the first time. What have been your thoughts and feelings around this?
0: It's pretty crazy. Um, At the top of the episode, we kind of mentioned that the ALGS was postponed Mm -hmm. due to to the crashing bugs and things like that. Um, But we participated in our own tournament and some of you were in as well. That was the craziest time to be in a Kill Race tournament in Apex Legends history. Not only did we not have a public playlist Mm -hmm. that was without a limited time mode, so we had the airdrop takeover. Mm -hmm. We had three maps in rotation for the first time in Apex history. We had Mirage Voyage. Mm -hmm. We had King's Canyon back in the first time in months. Um, It was pretty crazy. Um, So I think this was very exciting. And then we got all this new cool lore stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see King's Canyon back. Very excited to see what the potential changes will be
1: Mm -hmm. in Season 8. I'm really enjoying this. I'm enjoying having Kings back. I have a question, though, for you, and we don't have to go too in-depth in it because we'll talk about it more upcoming here. Um, Does three maps work in rotation? Is it viable? Could Season 8 have all three in rotation, in your opinion?
0: It's a really good question. I think one that has definitely been an internal struggle uh, at Respawn. It's been in the community for a while. Um, the thing that I will say on it is how much do you value the ranked playlist? If you're going to continue to have splits where it swaps back and forth, you want to make sure that the public playlist is given enough time for playing on the ranked map, mm-hmm. essentially. And if you have three maps, you're decreasing the amount of kind of practice time you have for ranked, I guess. I, I agree. But since you have three maps, I would honestly lean into saying use them all. Like I I would. I think that the more content, the better, the more variety, you know, variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. It keeps people engaged. It's kind of fun to have that switch up. Um, whether you're doing good or bad in Apex, I always kind of welcome a new map kind of just switch things up.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting to see, and I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in the future. Next piece of news, interview with Apex Legends Global Series Commissioner John Nelson. Uh, this came from uh, Apex Legends News on Twitter. We're going to cover it more in depth, kind of talking about Apex eSports side in general. And the only kind of thing we want to talk about right now is a quote from this interview. It said, although I can't speak to specifics, I think that in 2021, we will see things come to the game, which are improvements based specifically on professional player feedback
0: kind of a big deal this is a really big deal honestly um kind of the tension between the professional scene and the developers is pretty much uh at a high point and has been at a high point for the past year Mm -hmm. Uh, i think is fair to say um that there isn't as much back and forth as they'd like and so with john here saying that there's going to be more of that interaction more feedback and actual in-game changes i think is Absolutely a positive note for the professional scene and the global series. The reason we are kind of shocked by this and why we think it's so fascinating is, should a game be balanced by professionals that play all day every day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in that way are almost kind of in a box? They tunnel themselves. If you think about, if you were to play Apex professionally, you're probably going to be playing one legend mm-hmm. and doing the same thing over and over and over again in order to refine your skill. Yeah, You're not going to be the experimenting. same people.: Yeah, like it's very different.: It's incredibly different. So in that way, should they be in charge, or mm-hmm. should they have even a voice or a say in the state of the game and things that happen in terms of legends, maps, weapons? It's a tough question. John here has given an answer. He's also the commissioner of the global series. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of his job to advocate for the pros. Definitely. So I think that that is definitely um, a lens that you have to have on there. Um, but this is big news, I think. And we'll see in the coming months what this actually comes to be.
1: Well said. Before we get into talking about some leaks and who the next legend is, uh, here's a word from our sponsors.
0: We are partnering with Crucible Gaming, which offers a unique style of esports tournaments for Apex Legends. Something that I really like is that they have three different divisions for all skill levels, separated by KD. Their system is simple to navigate, and you only have to have one person on your team streaming if you're on console to track your scores.
1: It's also really easy to sign up, and right now they're running free tournaments every Wednesday, and $25 entry tournaments Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays for huge prizes. Sign up and use the code third party to get 50% off your tournament entry fee waived.
0: Start times begin at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and run every hour until 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the weekends. Instructions on posting your scores can easily be found on the Crucible website, but the best part about Crucible is their customer service. You can literally always get a hold of someone to help you out. If you have any questions at all about the platform, reach out in their Discord. Links in the description.
1: If you need squad mates, please hit us up on our discord or message us directly. It should be a blast link in our description to enter. And remember to use the code third party for a 50% off entry and have some fun.
0: Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about some leaks. Yes, uh, This is big.
1: So we're going to be talking about some leaks and we're going to be talking about uh the leaked legend per se for season eight. So if you're not a fan of links, Timestamps going to be in the description, so you can skip ahead to when we start answering some questions if you don't want to hear about this kind of stuff. First leak, though, uh, a six-player anniversary event, Kings Canyon map update. uh, Potentially kind of a new version of the map coming.
0: Yeah, this is weird. A, I like the new kind of anniversary event. That sounds very exciting. But Mm -hmm. the six-man or six-player... I have no idea how that would play. Six men in a team? Six people on your squad seems really crazy to me. We've never seen that before in a BR. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm interested to see if that really even happens. Uh, But wow, it's very weird, especially if they continue uh, that you can only pick one legend. Like, you are going to be be running half Mm -hmm. of the roster on every single team. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's going to be. Quite interesting. Really big team sizes.
1: That would be really interesting to see. And man, that would I'm just thinking about how the game would flow, like how many teams are on the map and stuff. The fights would be so long and dragged out that you would definitely get a third or a fourth team coming in there. Yeah. And that would like seriously impact things. That could be really interesting to see. We also have a new arena potentially coming in. Taconda Arena. Apex arenas, not an LTM, looks to be an added gameplay mode. Arena mode could be kind of cool, kind of like yeah. fight it out. We've already, you know, in lore, have this whole gauntlet structure and stuff. So there's definitely some information to pull from there in the history of the games to build into a mode like this, which would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I absolutely think that this could be a really exciting thing in Apex. You know, right now we have concerns about, you know, playlist health, uh, lobby sizes, matchmaking times. Um, But I think this is a really good direction for Apex. I would love to be able to drop into an arena and kind of get more rapid iterations, whether it's practice or Mm -hmm. just a fun break. I think that even if you saw the regular playlist go down in popularity, I think this is a good direction for the game to go because the mobility, the guns, the Mm -hmm. legends are all there to make Apex Arenas a standalone amazing game. It would shine. I think it would. Mm
1: -hmm. It would really shine. We also have a leak for ranked leaks for solos. Likely a no-fill option, though, and not the solos that everybody kind of knows, based just on the nature of the game and the legends, as well as what's been officially stated in the past by the Apex team about solos. Theoretically, though, if scratch that kind of information and say no-fill, say it's not no-fill, and say you're getting solos in the game in a ranked playlist. We've talked about radical changes to Apex and how maybe that could be something needed. Is this too far in that direction? Would a solos mode be too radical?
0: Yeah, I I think it would for a permanent playlist, mm-hmm. um, specifically based on the fact that it really harms player retention. Yeah. Uh, and I think that mostly leans towards you know things we've heard from new player retention, like people come to the game for the first time, play solos, and don't continue. I also think it's going to come down to the general audience not Mm -hmm. being as interested in it because I think teams and communication and pinging are such a huge part of the game as well as the loot. Um, But this is a radical change. And if there's one thing you could do to kind of play to the streamers, it would be do a no fill option. And I think that would do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But solos is also something that a lot of people are crying out for. So this would be radical. Would it like improve the game? I'm not sure it would.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting because obviously Solos is just such a loaded idea in this game, with some legends are gonna not be playable pretty much if you have a Solos mode. And if you're okay with that, I'm honestly totally fine with that idea. Like, I'm cool having a playlist where players aren't, you know, super playable because we already kind of do in some ways with just the norm of how Apex is played. If it brings popularity to the game and if they can figure out a way to do it so it doesn't hurt new players and hurt player retention, then I wouldn't be totally against it, but it would 100% be incredibly, incredibly radical. We also have locked and loaded trios potentially leaked. So what do you think that could mean?
0: Yeah, I think this sounds pretty exciting. It would kind of be an an LTM kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, potentially. But it sounds to me like it would be what we're having right now with the airdrop escalation and having fully kitted weapons. So this is something that Shay and I have talked about. We kind of mentioned it in our ideas uh, when it first came out. Um, But this idea of radically changing how loot works in Apex, could that be a permanent thing? Is that going to come back around for an LTM for maybe another trial run? Uh, When instead of having Mm -hmm. these crazy care packages, which radically change the entire flow and rotation of the game, That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but instead just have fully kitted weapons on the ground that are different tiers. Um, I'd love to see how that plays. Honestly, I think that that would simplify um, a huge fraction of the game and the looting mechanic. I'd love to see how it works. And if it went really well, um, I think it could be a really good way to bring in new players to such a complex looting game
1: yeah i would be excited to see how that would work for sure we also have party crashes ltm and death trigger ltm no more information on those outside of the name do you want to take any shots in the dark about what it could potentially mean but death trigger well, sounds scary
0: <laughs> so death trigger i think i i really don't know what it could be in a br yeah. but it kind of sounds to me like you have very little health and maybe really no health at all like you're you have 10 health and it's all about like who gets that first shot because mm-hmm. you're on this death trigger. I don't know. But then the the party crashers, I think, could be fun. We have all sorts of little uh, things in the game for it. But the biggest thing is Mirage Voyage. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. a party ship. Maybe that's an LTM that incorporates that. Maybe it moves around kind of like the train and mm-hmm. went to Express. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a small LTM in that area. I don't know. But they all sound cool, and I love hearing these new ideas. We love LTMs. You know, new content's always a blast. Um, And I love the creativity, because they all sound uh, really creative to me.
1: Definitely. Now let's talk a bit about what we at least know about the Season 8 legend, which, if we're being fully honest, is not as much as we've known about previous legends leaked in the past.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of speculation on this. Um, And I think... I'll just start off getting crazy. <laughs> We're going to get crazy at the end with some theories. Um, but I think that something big is going to happen in this season. Mm-hmm. And I think you've been saying it for a while. I have. And I think all the shadows and uncertainty about this legend and the very limited information out there right now is purposeful. And mm-hmm. I think something's going to shock us. But the next legend that we think will come out is Fuse. That's kind of the potential name. Mm -hmm. And what we know about them is their kind of tagline is an explosives enthusiast and they'll be in the offensive class.
1: Mm -hmm. And so we've gotten a lot of leaks coming out on Twitter and such lately about Salvo and Salvo being kind of the name that's being folded around. There are people like, oh, is Salvo going to be the next legend? salvo is already in our universe salvo is another planet in the outlands and one that has been independent of the syndicate up until now so the syndicate obviously the big crime ring they control the outlands except for salvo i wonder why you're not gonna mess with salvo like they have a lot of explosive kind of fighters and stuff all we really know about the planet salvo though comes from a letter in lore on watson's desk and I'll just kind of read out what it says because I think there's some interesting stuff in here. It says, I'm writing to inform you that Salvo, which rejected the mercenary syndicate's position to join the syndicate space in 2722, is now being guided by new leadership sympathizers to the cause of peace within the outlands. Talks with this new administration was prolonged but ultimately fruitful. As of today, the Mercenary Syndicate Treaty has been amended and Salvo will become the seventh world to join the syndicate space. Salvo brings with it Redacted and the incoming Redacted Office of Public Relations will be rolling out a social Redacted to dispel inaccuracies about Redacted to create an appropriate Redacted for their integration into Syndicate Redacted, including new and exciting developments within the Apex Games. At this time, it does not correspond with the legends regarding this matter, except further instructions Redacted our office in days to come. So, are we setting up Fuse to come from this planet? I've heard, I think some people speculate, he could be the leader, potentially, of Salvo, like a big mercenary. Why would he come into the game still in that perspective?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, if you think of this as kind of a political climate, that you have Salvo Mm -hmm. being brought into this federation of some sorts, the syndicate, um what role does an individual having in the apex games place on salvo and the syndicate politically Mm -hmm. is weird because you know we had the partnership with hammond that was all lined up to be forge Mm -hmm. uh syndicate and hammond robotics come together in order to you know mine for resources with Mm -hmm. the harvester and in that sort of political deal forge is put up as a contestant so we have that kind of as a reference point of kind of how the syndicate operates. They want people for the games Mm -hmm. for in in return of political capital. But this one's weird because it's a lot different than a private company wanting to like sponsor the games, Mm -hmm. sponsor somebody. This is a planet that may or may not be sending someone on behalf of the entire planet to represent them in the syndicate's Apex Legends games.
1: It's weird. There's some really interesting stuff in there. Let's talk a little bit about what's been rumored and linked and leaked in terms of Fuse's abilities.
0: Yeah, so we've had in-game animations for Fuse deploying their tactical, which appears to be a wrist-mounted grenade launcher. That's courtesy of at someone who leaks on Twitter. Uh this is a pretty crazy thing. We're gonna circle back around to this. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the only thing that we partially kind of know.
1: Yeah, it's it's
0: really it. We've also seen in-game teasers for what will likely be Fuse's ultimate abilities. Uh, The current teaser, uh, which is in the end rings up until the 21st, has a large projectile come down to the ground with a whistling sound before it lands. Then, if it's fired upon, it explodes into a ring of fire, which has a burn duration.
1: It does a lot of damage if you step into it right now, and that's it not even including like, does. splash damage if you're in the area.
0: Like, it seriously mm-hmm. does. Um, it looks to me like a mortar shell, but there are also rumors that the legend could have a launcher on their back mm-hmm. which fires this fire projectile. Um, In-game right now, the current damage output, if you touch the ring of fire, is it takes away about 40 health mm-hmm. uh, or hit points direct from your health. And then it also has a burning effect for five ticks that does a total of 40 damage there. And so if you touch the fire, you're down to 20 health. <laughs> um, and that's just touching it. So if you stay in it or if it's thrown on you, you're dead. Yep. Um, so this is potentially huge damage uh, when compared to other area of effect ultimates, yep. gas, bombardments, mm-hmm. what have you. But this is obviously in the game. For one, a fun teaser but also testing how this damage will play out Mm -hmm. um, in game. So I think that the damage is really cranked right now. We don't know how it is deployed at all. That's what I'm so interested in. Hard to really form a total opinion on whether or not it's overpowered in its current state because we have no
1: idea. Right now it comes down as one shell and it comes down from the air right now. If you're throwing in one shell from the air onto the ground, even if it did heck of damage, I'm just thinking about how is it going to be effective? Like people don't stay put for that long and that's kind of, and it's not big enough to say, don't come here. Like you yeah. can still walk around it. And so I'm interested if, if it was a from the sky projectile, are there more of them? But then it's like, if there's more of them, why would you ever use Bangalore again? If it's like, this is gonna deal incredible damage straight to health or something. Like it, it's interesting to see for sure.
0: It seems very interesting, especially with the mechanic of it being kind of like a mine.
1: You have to shoot it.
0: You have to shoot it. Mm-hmm. The closest thing we have to that is a caustic barrel, and you use that inside to block a door. Yeah, you're not going to be able to use this to block a door. You're going to be using it outside mm-hmm. most likely. And so, is there a place for mines in Apex, especially ones that are quite large and easy to shoot but when you shoot them does block off an area so it's a a very interesting yeah maybe (laughs) but it's an interesting ultimate because regardless of the deployment of it it looks like the damage will be really strong and if so this could be the first ultimate which is pretty much like you get this it's a kill Mm -hmm. and we don't really have that like caustic grenade you throw that on somebody that's not like a sure thing that's Mm -hmm. not like an absolute kill so i don't know right now we're kind of in this headspace of they want to release really strong legends Mm -hmm. this could be the first like seriously kill based ultimate where this thing is a killer you're not going to win a game with it you're Mm -hmm. not going to control an area with it you're not going to you know res or move the team with it but if you hit it right you will get a kill I think that's a very interesting thing to mess with. People kind of have different reactions to that, but it's very unique. We've mm-hmm, never seen anything mm-hmm. like it. So uniqueness is important when you're talking about a new legend because that's the only way you're going to get them to play them.
1: I think that's a really good point. It needs to be unique and it's looking like it's going to be unique. Right now we also have the large ship moving around the maps and that's kind of where we're like assuming these projectiles are coming from right now. and I was thinking like it would be kind of interesting if that stayed there and you know your legend used a ship in the area and that'd be kind of like part of that partnership between Salvo and the games where they're like oh yeah our person will come and compete but we need a flying ship of death yeah that he can use in game
0: oh yeah we're gonna be flying overwatch I it's weird I'm not sure if that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. We know that the ship's gonna leave for a little bit at the same time that the firebomb teaser is also mm-hmm. gonna be leaving. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're related. I think it'd be really cool to have that ship come back. And if you had a legend that had some sort of like visual support craft we've talked about I think companions
1: cool. all the time. And I this isn't like cool. a companion companion, but it would still be really awesome.
0: There's a lot of cool potential that you could do. With some sort of ship, Overwatch the yeah, games. Yeah. I think it could be a really cool idea. Um, you have issues with lore, of course, like how many fuses are they going to? Yeah, map, yeah. And then, you know how many ships we, we already out, have you know.
1: issues with that kind of stuff that they fill out, or yeah. we just you know benefit ignore. of the doubt, ignore. Yeah. So yeah, let's. Well, while there's not a lot said about the you know abilities and such of fuse, let's kind of th- talk about some of the theories of what the explosive enthusiast kit could play into.
0: Yeah, the so the first place we'll start is with the passives. And we kind of always say the passives are the hardest mm-hmm. in this game. Uh but the first idea could be uh you can throw grenades further. So mm-hmm. you have an increased range to throw grenades. That's fine, but in order to couple it with something, maybe have it so that you can carry two throwables per inventory slot as mm-hmm. opposed to mm-hmm. just one. That's a fine passive. Mm-hmm. It is in line with many other passives in the game. It's tied to explosives. It could fit the story a little bit, um, but it's not going to be game shaking, you yeah. know. In that vein,
1: I, I think it would definitely be good, though. You know, carrying more grenades. Grenades are something that we love and think yeah. are very, very powerful, and gives even more reason for people to play Watson.
0: It really <laughs> does. I think so. Like we always preach about grenades. If this legend does come in and has a grenade passive or some mm-hmm. sort of thing like that. Um, I think we'd be happy to see it Um, as frustrating as they are to go against. They're really fun to use. They Mm -hmm. pay off. Mm -hmm. Definitely. The next kind of crazy passive idea is one that we kind of mentioned a couple of months back, a couple of weeks back on a Patreon episode. And it's this idea of the EPG2, which is a grenade launcher from Titanfall 2. Mm. Um, Well, EPG1 was in Titanfall 2. And we have things in the game files that indicate that the EPG2 is kind of being tested and has been being Mm -hmm. tested for
1: almost a year now. Explosive ammo in general has been tested for a long time. And we think potentially also this could be the legend that helps introduce that stuff.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if they kind of came in together, you had maybe the EPG2 and Fuse come together, you could have a passive that is similar to Ramparts where you have maybe an increased reload or an increased clip size or both.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a quick note on this kind of, Daniel Klein told us that he was working on a legend that was going to have a weapon or ammo-based passive. Mm-hmm. Pretty much told us way early. Hopefully it doesn't get fired for it. <laughs> um, but he pretty much told us that he's working on that. That's going to happen. Rampart will not be alone in that for long. But we wanted to have a kind of a brief note about what this looks like. Because it has to be visual. Mm -hmm. You can't have in the game, oh, this legend, when they use shotguns, the shotguns are going to deal... 10%, 20% more damage. Mm -hmm. That's not visual enough for the average player to actually feel. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to see, okay, my clip is bigger. Like, I see this difference. I I reload super fast when I'm this character. You have to be able to see it more so than just damage or, you know, like swapping weapons times. Like, it needs to be very visual. And so for something like this, if there's an explosive weapon in the game... It would have to be very visual, probably the clip size or reload or explosion radius, something very visual. Mm-hmm. And so as shocked as we were about this passive for Rampart, this is a, th- this is a direction that they want to go mm-hmm. and we're along for the ride.
1: It'd be interesting though. Like you bring in the EPG2, it's not, you know, you have to have it be something else unless you're bringing in a full new class of weapons that have multiple, Cause just bring in one weapon. You can't have a Legends passive be tied to either a care package weapon, and they can't introduce a new weapon class that only has one weapon from an ammo perspective.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't really know how they do it. It is possible that you could put down the APG-2 and it has 12 like canisters or rockets in it. But at the same because time, have it, it's that.
1: still, though, Like, think about how like they said they had to add the devotion mm-hmm. back into the ground loot, so there were enough LMGs for Rampart. Because we still go games, but we don't find a weapon sometimes, and that would really hurt a character's passive potentially if it was linked to just one specific gun. Yeah, and then bringing in more guns seems very hard right now, at least unless they do something
0: big like you're talking about. It seems very far fetched. And it seems like this legend would have to really specialize and make this one weapon really, really good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they'd bring in multiple weapons of a new class at once just doesn't seem physically possible. So this is a stretch. I guess we won't spend more time talking about it. Let's talk tacticals then. Yeah, let's Let's talk that. tacticals. So what we have in the files is this wrist-mounted grenade launcher kind of thing. That could be absolutely insane. (laughs) Um, For one thing, it's a third
1: weapon Mm -hmm.
0: that does an area of effect damage and has free
1: ammo. And Think about, you know, we are to kind of have Rev Silence look like a grenade coming out and he can throw that and use a grenade at the same time. Like, you tell me I'm going to start, like, double thermiting people? That's going to be
0: crazy. I mean, grenade launchers are different in all sorts of games. Mm -hmm. You've been talking Mm -hmm. about a Modern Warfare 2, Noob Tube like having that in apex would be crazy you think about mm-hmm. all sorts of situations from right off the drop to landing on a weapon and just instantly exploding a grenade on them there's nothing you can do early mm-hmm. game if you don't mm-hmm. have armor um and a really good weapon uh, but even in the middle and late game having that third weapon especially when it's an explosive we really think grenades are great um they're easy to use and have really high returns in terms of damage so I think that most people are going to be pretty scared uh, if something like this happens in the game. Um, I think it kind of has to be a damage dealing tactical. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Since that this is kind of an explosives enthusiast and specifically they're offensive. Um, so it's not going to be something like smoke.
1: And I'm just saying kind of the silence was unsuccessful essentially mm-hmm. in ways when it comes to the design of the character. Yeah. And so I think they're going to avoid kind of going down that path where it's like, You can't really feel the impact and damage. You feel damage and you see damage really easily.
0: Yeah. So, like the first kind of theory is it's a you shoot it pretty far and it's an instant just like uh, explode and Mm -hmm. it does some damage, uh, probably less than a normal frag grenade, but it does something. Mm -hmm. Another idea is that it's a delayed explosion. You shoot it out and it's more of like a, a cluster mine mm-hmm. grenade where it's kind of like hey don't follow me or don't come around that corner don't peek i'm going to shoot this and then it's going to explode in like a second or two in a larger
1: area Oh okay i just thought of something okay Good. so just theoretical this might be op it really might be too much You're scared So if if he has a grenade where you can pop it down and you know deal the, pretty much this is an explosives guy An explosives guy, you wouldn't want to be impacted by explosives as much. And so if a passive, you had reduced or no damage to grenades and explosives, would it be overpowered if it included enemy grenades and stuff? Like, Would that be too much to say, someone throws a thermite at me, I can walk through it.
0: It seems pretty crazy. It'd be a lot. Um, I think maybe if it was focused on just the frag grenade or maybe mm-hmm. the frag and the arc star, maybe the thermite is excluded. It would be interesting, you know. It it's variety. Yeah. It's variety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it's very hard. We I mean, it's a hard line to walk from a developer side, but it's also a hard job for Shay and I to ask for things. <laughs> like we want a legend to be really good off the bat. How far do you go in order to achieve that? Definitely. Um I think with this, it's hard because so much in my mind wants to make this tactical, uh, like grenade launcher, more of a tactical grenade and Mm -hmm. less of an explosive grenade. But the legend's potential name is Fuse and they're classified as an explosives person. So it's very hard for me to say, oh, this is going to be a decoy grenade Mm -hmm. or this is going to be some sort of concussion or something that like messes with your radar. like. I think it's going to explode mm-hmm. and I think it's going to do damage and I think it's going to impact the game.
1: I think this guy is going to be a damage dealer. I think in turn, he's just going to, that's what his kit is going to do deal damage and we'll see if that can be balanced correctly. We will stock ultimate.
0: So we have this kind of mortar strike and we know that it kind of whistles into mm-hmm. the ground and then it kind of sits there for a little, the deployment, we don't know. Um, but it's maybe something that they could have be where you thro- you call in three different mortar strikes, mm-hmm. kind of like in Call of Duty, where you kind of pull up the mini map, you place them where you want them, they come down. That'd be kind of cool. Could be kind of cool. It's a different kind of uh, deployment that we've seen uh, throughout other places. It kind of forces it to be a little defensive. You know, you're behind cover. Yeah. you need mm-hmm. to. You know, maybe weight in order to push somebody in high ground so you call in a mortar strike mm-hmm. on that's them that's
1: part of the balancing though as well if it really yeah. is going to be powerful like it might be
0: yeah it's like how how is this going to be different than a gibraltar bombardment yeah i think mm-hmm. it's the big question and that delayed explosion the fire that lasts longer um than one of these artillery strikes is kind of where that's going to be but honestly the deployment is a puzzle
1: mm-hmm I'm I'm confused on it because we have pictures of him with a rocket launcher on his back, but it seems like from the angle in which these things are flying in right now, that's not rocket launcher style. Unless it's a what is the one type of launcher that's in a lot of the cods and stuff that shoots the thing straight up? Oh yeah,
0: javelin, a javelin launcher, launcher
1: yeah. or something. So maybe that's actually more of what it would be in that could make a that bit would more sense be crazy in it, this game it would it be. really
0: would because then you're saying like you need to have a lock on you need to be able to like, yeah place it mm-hmm. and then it shoots and it goes up and down all crazy stuff and that you know maybe it's like that and maybe this launcher is more of a mortar tube mm-hmm. where they place it down put down the tripod be very difficult to use maybe it'd be automated if it was it'd be very inaccurate The truth is, I got no idea. I really have no idea. The biggest thing we get excited about is that tactical. And honestly, I think it's going to be powerful. I think it's going to be very welcoming to new players. I think it's going to be very powerful for experienced players. I think that's probably going to be fun for the most part, Mm -hmm. at least on release. My prediction, before even meeting the legend, (laughs) is that it'll be really powerful up the drop, and then they're going to get nerfed, out of existence, hard, and they won't be back. And that's a total unfair speculation, <laughs> but it's just based around the kit. Maybe I would have said something about
1: Rampart. But wouldn't you say the before. same thing about, hey, we got a nerf invincibility?
0: I probably would.
1: So I think it's tough. I think this is going to be a tough one to see,
0: but we don't even know what the kit How is. How about yet.
1: this? How about this? We wrap it up. We'll, we've got one question to answer, but let's wrap up real quick talking about Fuse and say, is it fuse do you think it's fuse or are we getting redirected hard again
0: it's so hard to say it's not going to be fuse because mm-hmm. we have in-game animation yeah it's just the fact like so much of my heart wants it not to be fused it it, my heart to be wants blisk and ash yeah like like i think it's so unfair not to have ash yeah after a year yeah
1: On the anniversary of the game.
0: You know, things also happen in a long time. Like we might have fuse, but it might happen next winter. Yeah, you know, based on what's in the game files. But we just know that they're really strapped for time. Most of the team took a three week holiday. So (laughs) I don't know if they can if they can actually bamboozle that much and have another Mm -hmm. legend already going. But we'll say it that there's possibility. So much of uh Blisk and Ash's like actual animation design mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is already built into uh, the game itself. Yeah. So they have that in reserve. That mm-hmm. could save them some time on the animation side, but we really don't know what their abilities could be. So that's kind of the the dream, the mm-hmm, craziness. Mm-hmm. It's There's a sliver of a chance that we are getting <laughs>
1: misdirected. That would be really fun. Let's wrap it up now and answer a five-star Apple Podcast review question. This one's coming from Different Zone. Hey guys, I am new to the podcast and love it, but a day one Apex player. I usually play with my brother and we both get to Platinum easily each season. When we get there, we always stop playing because the play style changes. Platinum is around when you have to start playing for Ring and sweating, and we get bored with it quickly. Do you have any advice to keep us interested enough to get to Diamond and finally get that dive trail?
0: Well... Zone I got'm um, we're gonna be honest, I got two kind of disappointing <laughs> pieces of information I was
1: going to do it, so I'm glad this is on you now.
0: The first thing is that they don't actually award dive trails for diamond rank anymore it's just for master and predator and the yeah. second kind of sad piece of information is if you're bored at quote unquote sweating and playing for ring, then I think. Ranked probably isn't the thing for you. I yeah. can't give you any advice on how to play and how to get to how to make that play style more fun or diamond. Yeah, I I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. I can tell you how to get better. I can tell you how to make a push for diamond and different tips for that. But if you don't want to play for placement, then I think play pubs mm-hmm. is really fun. Uh,
1: the only thing maybe I'll throw in here is find a third teammate. And if having three people increases the fun of playing a bit more sweaty for placement for ranked uh, for ring and ranked and stuff, then maybe you'll enjoy it more in that way. But yeah, if you start to enjoy it, keep listening to the pod because we give lots of great advice on that. If you want to keep just grinding pubs, though, and absolutely slaying people, we love that, too, and got great advice for that. So with that, though, anything else?
0: That's a wrap.
1: Subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. If you want to hear about how Henry and I create this podcast, stay tuned after the music. Thank you for listening. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down.
0: Hey, but I'm not today, maybe tomorrow.